Welcome to the Ambitious Mom Podcast, the podcast for the woman who is building a business empire and a family legacy. Having it all and living the life of your dreams now. No delay and no sacrifice required. We'll talk life, online business, spirituality, and everything in between. Here's your host, Katie Fleming. Let's do this thing. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Ambitious Mom Podcast. I am so excited to introduce you today to such a good friend that I've just met in this online space and I'm excited to bring this conversation to you here on the podcast. Her name is Carrie Kugler and we had the opportunity of recording this interview that you're about to hear as well as an interview she did of me on her podcast. And we're going to link all that up for you guys in the show notes, but I cannot wait for you to hear this interview as we go into all things presence, motherhood, business, spirituality. Let's do this thing. Carrie, what is going on? I am so excited to have you today on the Ambitious Mom podcast. Welcome. How are you? Hello, Katie. I am so good. I'm excited and honored to be here. I'm so excited to chat with you. So I would love for you to take us through and give us a glimpse of who Carrie is. I want to hear both about the business and I want to hear about the life. Give me both. Mm, Okay. I'll start with the life first. So I am a mama of a two-year-old little Capricorn fireball who is just truly the the light of our lives, married to my incredible husband. And we just oh, we're we're doing life with a toddler and it's it's crazy. It's beautiful. It's insane. Literally, we have no idea what to expect when we wake up in the morning. <laughs> which is cool because that's how I like to roll. But we're just, we're building just the most precious, precious life. So that, that's that's kind of who I am on a, a life front. And then a business front, which is just an extension of who I be in the world. Um, and so much of what I do is I help women who are in a place of really deep transition in both life and business. So when women come to work with me, they're usually at the point where they've gotten that like soul whisper, that calling that where they're at, they just can't ignore it anymore. And they know that there's a really big shift, that there's a really big transition coming. And again, it's both in life and career, but I work with them. And one of the, the biggest things that I do in my work is I extract their power. And we work on leadership and presence and intuition and the, the deep, deep, just raw work. And I help them to either transition into a different career field or building or scaling their business. But transition is is a really big, big place where my clients come in at. Amazing. So two things. First of all, your son, I did not realize he was two years old. He's got such like a grown, like a, he's like an old soul for sure. He's got like this presence. It's just like older than him. Do you feel that? I do feel that. I felt that since like the first day, like just the first time I even laid eyes on him. And Katie, I cannot tell you how many people say that to me. It's crazy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. He is an old soul. Cause you're telling me too. And I'm like, no, surely he's seven. <laughs> yeah, I know. Oh, and I love that you see that in my little guy too. Thank you. So sweet. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then the second thing is this 
this like transitions, I want you to take me back to when you first got started, because I would imagine that you took yourself through your own transition when you came into this space. So I want to hear a little bit about what was Carrie's professional life before the online space? What did that whole transition look like? How did you get into this world? Yeah, I was initially when I, I graduated college, I did the whole corporate America thing. Um, I was in really fast paced um, sales and account management, um, online marketing type thing. And then I knew that that wasn't for me and just hit a really crazy, crazy time of transition um, in my personal life. And I left corporate America and I was like, you know what, I'm going to do yoga teacher training. And I got into, I did my first yoga teacher training, which led me to a, a couple of years later, I opened up my first ever business, which was a yoga studio. And at that time, I actually took a leadership role at Lululemon. And the combination, and it's got, it's, it's now been a decade, which is so crazy. Just since I've just been in this kind of personal development transition space. and through Lululemon and through the path of yoga. One, yoga was the path that led me to just completely transforming my life. Like if you would have, if you would have saw me 10 years ago, even just physically, you would have been like, who, who is that woman? And my leadership role at Lululemon is where I first got introduced to coaching. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I, throughout my role at Lululemon, it was just something that I knew and, and, and through teaching yoga as well, I just knew that there was something else deeper for me, but it was before coaching was even like, like trendy or popular or a thing. And I just, yeah, from there I did, I got certified to be a coach. And then two years later, I left Lululemon and took my business full time. Amazing. So yeah. So huge, huge, huge chunk of my life, like 10 years that I just summed up into a couple minutes, but that's in a nutshell what it was. <laughs> I love this. So I want to zoom in on the yoga days. So you said before, before we would not recognize Carrie now versus Carrie then. So what were some of the big things, life lessons, codes, or whatever that you can recall from your yoga days that completely shifted the trajectory of your life, the way you see things, all that? Mm -hmm. Wow. What a beautiful question. The biggest shift and I would say the shift because pre-yoga Carrie was, yeah, she, she was very, very lost. And, and like I think most of us are, and I'm a, a generator and human design. So for me and, and my profile and just my specific design, up to 30 is where like you're in this really huge time of transition. And then right at 30, like a lot of things just start to make sense. And this is the, like on my 30th birthday is when everything fell apart. And now looking back in hindsight, it was actually all being put together for me. Mm-hmm. And I would say just the path of yoga, like the biggest shift, it showed me that I actually step into a place of control and not control from this ego, like let me control, but that my life did not have to feel like it was completely out of my hands. I felt that I had a choice and that I had a say. And it was like this portal opened up for me that said, hey, 
you actually don't have to struggle. You don't have to feel like this. Your relationships don't have to look like this. You don't have to work at a job that you're really unhappy in. You can actually create what you want. And there was this moment where I was like, hold up. You're saying (laughs) this, like the 30 years I've been doing things, there's like a whole other way. And I took that way and I, like, it sounds so cliche, but I, I truly like, I have not looked back. That moment just changed everything. Yeah. It's just the power of the word choose. If we start to plug and play that word over anything else, like I, I'm going to choose to do this. I can choose to do that. Like it's, ugh, we just have so much choice, so much choice mm-hmm. that most of the time we don't realize because we're in, we're just too in the life or in the structures or the systems or whatever. But like choice is what we have as humans. It's a human right for sure. I love to think about, I'm going to give this example because I think a lot of people watch The Crown. If you've ever seen The Crown, have you, do you watch this? No, I haven't. Well, there's, it's, so you know what it's kind of about, the queen and everything. Well, I can't remember which sister, whichever sister it is, it's kind of crazy. She finds out that there's an entire lineage of the family that they didn't realize they were related to. And I'm totally butchering this, but like the sister's like, mom, how did you not know? How did you, how did this family get covered and not, they weren't taken care of and blah, blah, blah. And the queen mother, so the grandmother, right? The queen's mother. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's like, she's like, we didn't have a choice, Margaret. That's her name. We didn't have a choice, Margaret. And Margaret says, you always have a choice. And I'm like, this is so good because it's so true. We always have a choice. It's just so many times we don't want to see it because everything's buried or we realize that in choosing a different way, it's going to unravel that. And so we start getting fearful or whatever and, and stay we stay in our old ways of being, not realizing there's a whole other world out there. So I love that that's when you started to have like this veil almost lift from you and you started to see the choice that existed around you. Yeah, it really was a veil. And, you know, like you said, it's, we don't choose what we want. We, we often don't know that we have a choice for all of those reasons that you mentioned. And for me, it was just really, and, and, and I believe it's like this for all of us, but we don't realize the deeply rooted conditioning that we have. And again, like just going back to human design, so much of even human design aside, it's like so much of this journey is unlearning the things that we've been taught, that we've picked up, things that maybe even came from like past lives that we're holding on to that we just, you know, we we can't see another way out. And so for me, you know, I just, I saw my parents do things a certain way. I saw my family and, and my friends and, you know, to really just see that, Hey, there's another option. There's another path, but it's like, we, we can just get so caught up in, well, this is what my family's done. This is what I've always done. But it's like when the veil is lifted, that's just when everything shifts. Everything. Yeah. So when you went to the yoga studio, when did Okay. I want to get some more timelines and understanding here. So when was, when was like the knowing that you were going to combine the Lulu leadership experience with the yoga side of you? 
Yeah. So I, I actually opened my yoga studio before I started working at Lululemon. So I had the, the yoga studio, which I don't have anymore. But through that is when I was introduced because Lululemon is a, they're big on personal development. Like, yes, they sell yoga pants, but they're mm-hmm. huge on leadership and again, personal development and community. And so that's how I got introduced to the company was through my yoga studio. So that's how those two worlds sort of emerged. And then as I got more into leadership and um, and into coaching, because I had a lot of coaching in my role at Lululemon, that's when I was like, oh, my purpose here, my path is, is actually out of this, the yoga studio and off of the mat. And it's so much more in depth um, and working specifically with women. Yeah. So that's what that looks like. Does your... like? Does your vision of what your role is in this space or in the world and your impact, does it ever take your breath away? Does it ever yes. overwhelm you? Yes, it it does. And it has, oh my God, like it it actually does even just today. <laughs> you know, I as I continue to evolve and grow, my my purpose and my path evolves and grows. And it's interesting because had I, you know, God, 10 years ago when I was, you know, just teaching yoga and and going through that phase, had I known that this was where I would be, I would be really overwhelmed because I would be like, what? That doesn't make sense. I'm so far away from that. But something that I I do well is I just, I, I, I trust the next step and the next step and the next step and the next step. So that is what allows me to really ground in when I do feel overwhelmed. And and even the phase of life and business that I'm in now, it's like, whoa, I feel this next level emerging. And I just have to come back and be like, Carrie, hold up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like be in that and be in the excitement. And it's not about going from step one to step 10. It's like the next step, the next step, and the next step. Yeah. It's it's funny the way sometimes the way things show up in my mind's eye. Like I'm like seeing you show up on this new planet and you're like having to to kind of anchor in and ground into it. So yeah. I'm wondering, do you have any like practices or things that you do when you're kind of settling into your next level that maybe you've already gotten a glimpse of, maybe you've already started to embody and take take ownership and root of, but like, what does that actually look like for you to begin to expand your energy out into those new spaces? Hey, Ambitious Mom. Today's episode is brought to you by Monthly Voxer Mini Minds. Each month, I'm opening my space to you and a small group of powerful women to come together for deep transformational coaching and masterminding inside of five days of Voxer. You're busy, you're juggling clients, life, business, growth, relationships, all the things. That's why I designed this coaching container specifically to give you the powerful shift that you're craving while also fitting seamlessly into your life. Come experience the intuitive strategy and energetic coaching that calls forth the highest version of who you are and sheds the portions that must be left behind so that you can rise. Spots are limited and are filling now for our upcoming Voxer Mini Mind. Save your spot for $330. $33 by going to katiefleming.co slash intensive. So for me, anything that I do, um, whether it be any kind of shift or anything at all, it, 
always comes down to stillness and presence. So meditation for me is like, it's like my rock. It's my anchor. So just having that time and space to just be with myself and disconnect from all of the noise, the chatter, the you should be doing this, it should be working in this way, it should be happening faster. Just again, that sort of solitude and just conscious awareness, that is huge for me to really root that in. And just like, like I know that this might sound really simple, but I do like to keep my practices really simple nowadays, but it, it's meditation or stillness, whatever that looks like. It's, it's getting outside. It's just moving my body. It's playing with my son and just being in the moment because I find that the more I try to logically figure out this next step, it's like I get so in my head and I actually create a block or a barrier. And it's not like I'm trying to rush through and get to the next step. But at the same time, it's like I I am excited for these desires to come in. And it's like the more I can just get out of my head and into my body, that's when I'm able to just like really be grounded in my foundation as I continue to take each step towards wherever I'm being led. Yeah. So I love this because it's, it's one of those things that for me, the movement, the stillness, the even just intentional breaths, like to cleanse into a space or the grounding work, like it, it does so much. But at first to the logical mind, the logical side of Katie, I was like, this is bull crap. You're telling me to go move my body and that's going to all of a sudden bring the, the clarity. Like, you know, it's just to somebody, I'm not trained in the yoga side of things. I didn't come in the way you did. So it's interesting to kind of just have our conversation today, but like, what would you say to the one that's like, maybe in a place of hustle detox, like she's trying to get away from that hustle side, uh, highly in her mind, wanting to lead from the heart, but kind of is looking at some of those things you just just said thinking, okay, yeah, that's great. But like, I have a to-do list of like 10 more things to do. I'm not, I can't go on a walk right now. <laughs> like, what would you say to her? Yeah. So the first thing was, is just like, I totally see you. I get that so much. And I really just like, for those of you listening who are like, yeah, but yeah, but there's nothing wrong with you. And I really just almost want to validate you in that, like, and tell you that something like this might seem big. It might seem woo woo. It might seem far away but I see you. And I, the first thing I would say is just to go really, really slow and to not feel like you have to go in, like that you have to go all in because often, um, you know, women who are very driven and you've got a family and you've got a business, there is a tendency to be like, okay, I want to go all on and all in on this. I want to do it and I want it now and I want to know exactly how it works and I want to know exactly the 10 steps to get me there. And it's like, just start really, really small and start with what you're comfortable with. Instead of taking on maybe five new practices that you've never done before, can you just take on one? Can you start small with maybe five minutes of meditation? Or it's just really seeing if you can get outside of what you've always done. 
Mm-hmm. That's really it. Because for you, how you anchor into your, you know, your next level or whatever you're moving into, in, in all truth, it might not be through movement. It might not be through mother nature. It might not be through breath, but it's just the curiosity in, hmm, what else is here for me? Is there another way? Is there something else that I can open up to? Is there something I can try? Is there something I can let go of that's feeling heavy that can allow me more space to, like seriously, it's as simple as instead of grabbing for your phone in the morning, first thing and checking your email, checking Instagram to see if someone's bought your program or if someone liked your, liked your post from yesterday, can you just go outside for a walk? Can you just take a few breaths before? Like it's seriously, it's the smallest shifts that build over time that make the biggest difference. The biggest difference. It's so good. Yeah. And I've, I've found too, anytime I go, whether we're talking about like mindfulness practices or business strategies or whatever, anytime I go into them trying to get something, like I'm going to do this so that I can get that. That's usually where... I don't actually even, it just causes issues, dissonance. So I love like the example of like working out. I, working out used to be a, a means to an end, like to lose weight or to whatever. But now it's like, I'm doing this in devotion to my vessel. And the the just the rewards of that, like the, what we are able to reap because of that level of showing up for it is so much different than the the whole, like, let me go strangle this thing. Let me like choke hold this thing. So I get a result, but that's kind of how I see it energetically. You know what I mean? It just completely changes the energetic output of the thing we're doing. It does. And I bringing me back um, to a few years ago, I had my, one of my first coaches and I remember I just like, I, I wanted a, a five figure month. I like came in and I, I was very new in the space and I just wanted that like 10 figure month. And that's, that's all I was focused on. And my coach at the time was, she was like, let's do it. It can be done. But I remember we were about halfway through and I was so close, but I remember being on a call with her and being like, and her, actually her name was, was Katie or Caitlin. And I said, I'm doing the things that you told me to do. Katie, like I'm, I'm showing up, I'm journaling, I'm listening to Dr. Joe Dispenza. Like I'm do, I'm checking off all of the boxes and I'm not getting to the thing. And she's like, well, that's why you're not getting to the thing. And she really opened me up. And, and this is just one of those coaching mentorship moments that will stick with me forever. I was like, holy, can I, can I curse on your podcast? Sure. <laughs> I was like, holy holy poop. I don't want to curse if your people don't like that, but I was like, Oh my God, like this is what it is. Like, it's not about doing these practices. It's not about doing the steps to get to the end result. It's about the feeling that it creates. It's about the woman that it's building on the way there and trying to, like you said, I love how you said like choke holding our goals. It's like, not only does that create blocks and and maybe even delays, but it also, it causes you on the way there to be completely miserable and burned out. And so it, it, it is, it's just like it, whatever you're, you're doing, it's about the feeling that it evokes in you. 
it's about this next level of just presence and awareness that it evokes in you. That's what it's all about. It's not about doing it to get to the thing. Yeah. And who even, I mean, these months, these things we celebrate in the coaching industry, it's not like, it doesn't have to be a thing. Like just because on the, the the first of the month you hit, you, you know, let's say you're at $8,000 and you wanted the $10,000 a month. And then on the next day, which is the first, you make two grand, which would have gotten you to the 10K. Did you not just achieve your goal? Like who knows? Yeah, I, I completely agree. And it was just that pressure that I was putting on myself too. And, yeah. you know, in full transparency, the only reason I wanted a 10K month is because I saw other people doing it. I was like, ooh, if I do that, that means I am a good coach. And it's like, hold up, yeah. <laughs> hold up. So yeah, I, I agree with you totally. And it was the same for me. It was like, I needed that 10K month to then be able to help others. And actually like one of the big things that I felt such, I guess shame would be the word around for a long time was like, I was helping my clients hit six figures and multiple six figures before I ever did. And my, my journey was slow. It wasn't right out the gate. I'm the person that's talking about making six figures a month. Like it was none of that. And I remember this was back in 2016, I think, or 17, having like this almost coming to Jesus kind of a moment where like, it felt like the presence of God in my house. And it was late at night, which is often when I did some of my like deep meditative type work. And this voice said, you will make the money when you help them make the money. Like you will make the six figures when they make six figures. You will make the multiple six. You will make the seven by helping them make those numbers. And so the focus for me turned from like lack of what I didn't have, but instead turned around to like, what can I give and how can I show up? And I don't, all those coaches that are like, you need to be in body to be able to help somebody. I was like, you know what? Screw it. I know business. I know sales. I know marketing. Like that doesn't matter how much money I make to be able to help somebody. And sure enough, I did make the money that I helped my clients once make. And it did grow and it did grow rather quickly, but it didn't grow from a focus on me. It grew from a focus on the impact and the the work that I had to do in the world. And that was, that changed everything for me. Mm, God, that's amazing. And what, when you said that you had that God, that like just God moment in your house at night, uh, those are the moments that it's like truly, you know, God or source or spirit. It, it's just, it's speaking to us. And mm-hmm. uh, I, I just, I love that. It's like, and again, it's that small shift, that small shift in perspective, that small shift in our focus, it can just open up the floodgates to, to everything everything. And to bring it again, full circle to what you were saying at the beginning of this, often the thing that you think you're lacking is the exact thing that you're meant to bring into the space. That actually might've been on your podcast now that I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Well, and I love it because, so, you know, we just did an episode for my podcast. It's going to be like a part one and part two, because these, it's just like two bridges to each other. Um, But yeah, I, I, I completely agree and, and, and it is, it's like the, the parts of you, the parts of your journey, even just like, let's say, and, and like for me, my business had a, a kind of a different trajectory where I, the, the first month that I left Lululemon, I actually did have a, a, a 10 K month. I made over, I, I did really, really well. My business went from like making $600 to a five figure month. Like I had one of those quantum leaps, 
But the thing is, is that a couple years in, it felt like my business completely tanked. Now on paper, that's what it looked like. But what I saw is that I just, you know, I, I wasn't ready to really hold those big numbers. And I had to do a lot of work on my end to really like step in to, to like the version of me who was holding what she said. But my business, I'm sharing this with you because my business started out really fast. I grew quickly, but then I had this, like everything does, it, there was this ebb and flow. So it's, and, and for so long, I made myself wrong. I made that mean something about me to where I can't help these women because my business hit a slow spot. Like, you know, it's like, oh my God, I, I, I'm failing because it started out and grew really quickly. And now it's just, you know, it, it just feels like it's puttering along. But those are the pieces of our journey that, that your people need to hear. You're not the only one going through this. Whether your business is slow to start or it was really quick and now you're hitting this, this you know, slower momentum, your people need to hear this from you. And it, it just speaks to, you know, it's like, one, we don't always know what's going on behind the scenes and we all have our own path. And the more present we are, the more we're just where we are at, the more we can embrace it and like fully own where we are. Yeah. This is so good. Yeah. It's, it's also like being very present to our patterns. So I wanted to, I want to go into that. So as you were, what were some of your patterns that you started to notice in those early days of building your business? What were some of your go-to, let's just say sabotaging patterns. Let's show it all. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Oh, I'm all here for that. So I was spending, I, I mean, just to kind of, I, like, I didn't have a good relationship with money. And my family was like, growing up, we had not, like, we basically had nothing. And I was the first person to even just like graduate college in my family. And it, so it was great, right? I had made huge progress and I was a sort of essentially like creating a new paradigm, mm-hmm. but I didn't have the bandwidth to hold the paradigm. And I think that that's also, it's like, we all want the quantum leap. You can do it and you can absolutely have it, but it's like, can you hold both sides? Um, so the side that I didn't know how to hold, AKA the sabotage was not having, like I said, a good relationship with money. And it was, you know, I had another pattern of like, oh my God, I just had this huge influx of money come in. You know, I just had a 10K month. And then I would just completely stop. Mm-hmm. I also, I had no idea at the time, and I see it now, what personal power truly meant. So yes, I was having you know these really big months and I was having these clients come in, but on the flip side, anything would throw me off. Like I, I truly, I didn't know how to hold my power. So a client not showing up on time or just little things would completely take me out of the game. So it, it was just inconsistent. And, and I would unplug from my power a lot. So relationship with money and my personal power, which I think are really, really closely related. And that's, that's infused into your coaching today. Like those are a couple of really big pieces of your work, right? Probably the biggest. Yeah. 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 Totally. So there you go. Yeah. Which is the magic, taking your own yeah. journey and infusing it into your work. It is. And, you know, it's again, it's like so much of 
so many of the decisions that I made early on, I, I held a lot of shame around and now I see, and I'm like, this isn't just like fluffy stuff I'm trying to say, but truly like I had to go through that in order to, to, to get here and like how perfect, right. It's like, I'm supporting women who are moving through the same things I was moving through three years ago. So the very thing that I thought made me unqualified, it's like I stayed in it and I trusted and I worked on my integrity and I worked on my leadership. I cleaned my shit up. And now I'm, I'm leading from a place where I'm like, ah, I've got this. Like, let me help you. Yeah. Mm, so beautiful. So one of the final questions I want to ask you as we kind of begin to wrap this up is when you look at the coaching industry and you look your look at your position in it and your leadership and your heart, what is something you're craving to create in this space? Mm. Like in the coaching space or just in like in my business specifically? Well, I because th- I've seen it as your business will take that and infuse it into the space and it will become, it'll shift the space that we're all interacting within. Yeah, yeah. I would say more depth. Mm. Yeah, I, yes, more depth within, more depth and more integrity. And I just, and, and I don't mean, and I, when I say integrity, it's not like there's one line that dictates what integrity is and what integrity isn't, but it's just integrity to our word and integrity to our work. But, but again, just, just depth and, you know, just kind of going back to when I was a new coach, just wanting the 10 K months, it, for me, it was just all so surface and it was, it was, I wanted something I thought I should have it. And it was just this like vanity type thing. I want it so I could say that I, 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 I did it. And something that I fully believe in is like, if you see something that you want changed, don't complain about it. Don't bitch about it. Be the person that changes it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, something that I, I just fully take a stand for is, is allowing coaches and, and online business owners to see that there's so much more to this. And there's so much more than the numbers. There's so much more than the pretty Instagram feeds. There's, there's just so much more than what's glamorized on Instagram. And all of that is great. I'm not saying that there's not a place for it, but I'm here for just the foundation of who you choose to be in this world. Not when your Instagram stories are playing, but like, who are you behind the scenes? How devoted and committed are you? And and this is important to me because as I got more into alignment, more in integrity with my own leadership and started cleaning some things up energetically and and just creating more depth within me that's when things really started to shift and and yeah. when i just created the kind of foundation in me nothing outside of me god the personal power that it births it's almost otherworldly and that's what i want women to experience is that kind of power but not a power that comes from metrics or numbers the kind of power that speaks through you and then you watch your world change yeah it it really is this used to be the primary way that i attracted 
it, it is still the way that I attract like one-on-one clients to this day is I, I rarely will talk about that on social media. However, the requests still come and it's because of the work that I'm doing in my energetic field, which is who I am and who I be in this world, like you're saying. And what we haven't learned as a society that I believe we're on the way to learning is that our energetic field does far more work and communication than we realize and how it's just as much of a marketing strategy as your Instagram feed. Oh my God, Katie, if not more. If really. not more, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> it it is. And it's, you know, it's just one of those things kind of like, Katie, like you were saying, it's like, okay, I have all these things to do, but you want me to take, like go out for a walk. It's like, hold up, I've got this business to run and you want me to work on your energy. I get how it might sound out of the gate, but if you can just lean into it a little bit, I I truly believe it's 80% energy, 20% like strategy and all the other things. So yeah, I'm with you, sister. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm I with you. It. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Well, I want you to tell everybody how we can connect with you. Tell us everything that's going on in your world, what everybody can um, expect in your world in terms of like offers and all that. But mostly we want to get connected with you and the work that you're doing in this world because we love it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. So the first thing is just to find me on Instagram. Um, so I'm, it's Carrie underscore Kugler underscore. Um, just come hang out with me, feel my vibe, just get in my space, watch my stories, binge my content right now. Um, I'm, I'm opening up two spaces for one-on-one coaching and business mentorship. I don't have any group programs going on right now because my business is going through this really beautiful evolution phase, but just hang with me on Instagram and that you'll be up to date on all the things. And then I also have a podcast called the aligned woman podcast. So just, just come into my world and just let's play and hang out. Yes, let's play and hang out. I love it. And we're going to link up the all those things as well as connect the dots for you guys to tune into the Aligned Woman episode that we did together. Carrie and I did just a little bit ago for you guys. So I would highly recommend listening to part one and part two because they really go so hand in hand together. It's actually kind of crazy. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it was so fun. So fun. Thank you so much, Carrie, for joining me. You're the best. Thank you so much. Bye. It has been so incredible getting to chat with you today on the podcast. Be sure to hit subscribe and drop us a review so that you are the first to know when I drop a new episode for you. Oh, and don't forget, screenshot your show and post on your Instagram stories and tag me at Katie Fleming. I love getting to hang out with you each week on the podcast and can't wait to catch up with you soon in the DMs on Instagram. Let's do this thing.